Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember. And that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash UK. Welcome to the show, our first Christmas show of 2023, because this is a Thursday. If you're hearing the podcast, this is part of the Thursday show. We're on 6.30 through to 10 on Virgin Radio UK on DAB2. You can download the app, you can listen to us online, all those different wonderful things. But this is a Thursday show that you're hearing part of. And every Thursday between now and Christmas, we're just going to have a bit of Christmas jam going on baby because uh, i think it's time shouldn't it be christmas chutney yes 12 All 13 14 14 thursdays to go yeah. until christmas including this one but also matt smith on the show very soon angela hot on the show tell me about matt smith please rachel matt smith is a very nice and talented man not only is he an incredible actor clearly illustrated by the fact that he is going to be starring in a play called an enemy of the people tickets go on sale today after the dragon but doctor who this man also the crown was nearly a professional footballer how much talent does one person need and also who could forget his stellar performances in Noel Gallagher's music videos back in 2011 I think he was semi-pro because I think he used to get paid 70 pounds a game so technically he's semi-pro that's about right isn't it Bess? Mm. isn't that incredible oh I could be a professional footballer or I'll be like a stellar actor oh which one shall I choose it's <laughs> unfair right all right tell us about Angela Hart and Vassos uh, well you know her off the telly you might know her, of, her as a Michelin starred chef in her restaurant in London but you will probably know her now as one half of our favourite foodie podcast, not just our favourite foodie podcast, that podcast, Dish, which is back for season four, has spent more weeks at number one in the charts than, I don't know, than Roger Federer did as world number one tennis player and Novak Djokovic combined. It's broken all the records. And if you don't believe us, how about a listener rating on Spotify of 4.9 out of five? 4.9 out of 5. Talking to records being broken by friends of the show, Richard Osman in the record book. Richard Osman on the show last week. And as a direct result of appearing on this show, he's broken all mm. records for the first week of sales of a debut, um, not of a debut, um, novel. Oh, I ruined that then, didn't I? That's karma coming back to get me. As a direct result of being on the show, not as a direct result of being on the show, he's so more copies of a novel and one week than ever before 147 and this is way before christmas so that's going to increase isn't it 147,000 rather in the first week i think it may be in the first weekend because i think the first figures of a sunday times bestseller are the thursday to tuesday figures and then the tuesday to tuesday figures kick in after that and that's the hardback and this is the hardback expensive and, one. and this is that this is the hard news for other authors to take you know <laughs> the hard way um is hard but the easy way is even harder rich Dosman absolutely smashing it jeremy Clark's another tall man. Um, he has got into the top 40 streaming um, figures. Clarkson's Farm was the only stream TV programme that made it into the top 40 most watched shows of the past year, research has revealed, because people love it and people like him. Some people love him, some people hate him, but the people, well, the people who hate him really hate him and the people who love him really, really love him. And that's the thing. All right, so we got Christmas news. We were given the online booking form for our Ocado slot two nights ago, and Tasha's asked me not to talk about it on the radio. Tesco dropped theirs on the 7th of November. I checked that yesterday. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so organised. <laughs> I missed out last year. Don't you remember the trauma? The Daily Telegraph. Sunak spares public net zero pain. PM cuts unacceptable costs for households as he delays raft of green measures to 2035 from 2030. And Keir Starmer's gone up against him. This is going to be a voting thing, the selection thing, isn't it? Of course it is. 
the Times, Sunak's Green Targets, Gamble and the Mail, Spare Families, Rumours, uh, Ruinous Cost of Net Zero, Vows Rishi. So you, the different take, same story, different flavour, different lane, actually, uh, different forest. So first of all, you tell me your story of, don't mention the companies whose vehicle you was behind. No, that, I, I don't, I don't I know, that's yeah, fair. No, it's not fair. I don't think that's fair. Um, but, but it's a funny story. There are, there are two... Spanish guys on um, delivery bikes, electric delivery bikes. And I I tend to see them most mornings there at the lights at Blackfriars Bridge at the same time as me as I'm cycling home. Um, So like half past 10 in the morning. And and then I noticed one of the bikes from a well-known courier company and, and you know you think well done well done well-known courier company for having electric bikes delivering stuff rather than say vans and well, diesel vans and then and then there was mission mission net zero by 2050 and i thought 2050 and also that's not, not even a pledge that's just like a mission statement hope hopefully will be net zero by 2050 which is nearly 30 years away what and 2050 is this date that's been talked about i know 2030 has been talked about a lot but 2050 is 2050 is the net zero pledge by the uk government and, and so 2030 was supposed to be helping them to get there the 2030 was to do with the sales of new electric cars and uh, new diesel and petrol cars so and 2050 also known as the date by which most of the people involved in making this decision will no longer be alive and therefore responsible for it happening or not happening yeah that's the thing. It's it's 35 years away and most of the people in charge are between 45 and 35 and the average life expectancy is 80 to 85 to 90. They've done the maths. <laughs> they go like, um, when's like five years after we'll all probably not be here anymore? 2050. 2050! 2050! <laughs> Shove yeah. it on the back of the bike. Bang that drum! 2050! <laughs> Remember your intro, Vassus, please, if you don't mind. Off you go. He's equally brilliant as Dr. Damon and Duke and now he's taking his talents back to the stage. Matt Smith. Yay! Good morning, everyone, and everyone who listens to Virgin Radio. High gloss. Yeah. I, like I think you were going to say also, Matt Goss then. I thought you got the wrong oh, guy. I wish. God, bros. Brilliant. No, it was a paint It was a paint thing. It was a gloss and matte paint no, thing. No, no, we got there in the end. <laughs> yes. You've also just done my job for me, by the way, as well. Thank you. So you've done, you've you've got all the, like, important bit. Yeah, and Enemy of the People, London Duke York yes. Theatre, and Enemy of the People.co.uk is booking now. It's been booking for 9 minutes and 31 seconds. Seconds. It's probably sold out. We're probably done here. Thank you, Matt Smith. It's Yay! like glass Woo, yeah. Cheers, Chris. Thank you very much. Your perfect interview, that would. <laughs> oh, mate, that's me done. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about you and football earlier on. Go on. You could have gone either way, left or right, oh, can you? Oh, yeah. God, I wish I was a footballer, Chris. I loved it. Did you yeah. ever get paid? I said you got paid. I, I said you no. were semi pro. So I played I for Forest and for Leicester City. And uh, I mean, I finished when I was about 17. I had a really bad back injury, actually. Right. And then, but you know, Luckily, I think all of the kind of disciplines that you learn in that you can take into acting and arts, and it was great. I presume you're either a centre centre half, half or a centre forward. Yeah, who do you support? But actually, you've you've kind of gone off the boil with with, with like the football a bit, haven't you? Well, no, I'm Last not really. Last time I spoke to you, you were like, well, I'm no, not, I'm I, not I mean, I love it. Liverpool. I've always been a Liverpool fan. Ooh, we all have a cross to bear. <laughs> Wonderful club, though. Wonderful. Wonderful club. Well, yeah. interesting. Never a dull moment. Never a dull That's moment. That's for sure. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. talking about the Man United goalkeeper this morning. Mm. Yeah, what are they saying about him? Didn't well, he's he? called Onana, oh. and the back page headline in the Sun this morning is, oh, no, no. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he, he let in a goal was, early in the Champions League in Munich last night that was basically poor. was really easy save. I'm comfortable. I'm confident saying that all of us here would have saved that and it just squirmed did you watch under it? his hands. Yeah, of course. Mm. Where did you watch it? At home with did my you? dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how bad was I mean what, what went wrong curry did you yeah. <laughs> nice did, did you Thai green curry yeah. did you oh, laugh Thai when green. it went in yeah, yeah. You got to. I had a right, yeah, I had a right he chuckle to myself. Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn Rovers. Because my dad was from Blackburn. Blackburn, Fulham, Fulham, Blackburn. Yeah, well, well I, we went to Ewood Park a couple of seasons ago and won 7 0. Yeah, you did. Let's not right. mention that. Calm down. Don't get punched. He's only just arrived. <laughs> he didn't like doing interviews anyway. He's only coming because we know each other. Uh, we have Chesham over here. 
So Alex Horn, he yeah. of the Horn section, he of Taskmaster, married to Rachel. Oh. He's he's now a director of Chesham United. Chesham United, the best performing team currently in Europe. They've won nine out of nine games. You're joking. Yep. Congratulations, Chesham United. Thank you very much. In what league? They're in the Southern Premiership. It's like this. Is it this? Where fifth, is Southern? Southern Counties. Yeah, Southern Counties. What's M25. it? Very good. Yeah, yeah Buckinghamshire. Yeah. Gerrard's I'd, Cross, you know. I'd love to be there. a Pinewood. director of a football club. Yeah, Pinewood. Pinewood. been there. Yes, yes. I know um, very well. Right, you probably could have been a director of a football club, couldn't you, Chris? Uh, well, we, we, Once upon a time. We nearly... No, we, I can't say. Oh, we nearly don't bo- say you nearly bought someone. Well, I was going to say we nearly bought Everton. That's so... That oh, is so far-fetched. That's my dream. We had... When I used to own Virgin Radio, we, uh, we owned... Uh, we owned, it was the Ginger Media Group, and we were going to expand into a big media group. We called it GMG, Ginger Media Group. Right. And we had TFI Friday, and we had a production company, and we had lots of things going on. Um, we had a radio station, obviously, and different things. And then it was our job, because we had this uh, these venture capitalists, um, to expand the business, and we had to hit certain targets. But unfortunately, <laughs> the radio station did so well... They wouldn't then let us expand because they said you're done. We're all, we're all right with you. You've made us our money. We right. were gonna we were gonna buy the Daily Star, the Daily Express, and Everton Football Club. Wow! And that's what we were gonna do. And then they said, Why did you want to buy the Daily Star and the Daily Express? I, I, the board thought it was a good idea because it was a media company and right, they knew right, I had yeah. to make money out of it and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Also, about- as a Liverpool fan, you can buy Everton. Well, we did. Hang on a minute. Just so you know, we didn't buy the Daily Star. We didn't in buy the, the Daily Express, and we didn't. Buy, and it was because I took a stance on all three. There you go. <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> no, I didn't. I think I saw, now I'm thinking I should have done. Uh, let's talk about and any of the people. The plot, London Duke of York. Uh, why are you in it? Why is it? Why is it? Why, how has it spoken to you, Matt? Well, well, one one has to return to tread the boards, <laughs> darling. No, I was just, uh, you know, I was really um, excited to get back on stage. It's with a wonderful German um, director <laughs> called Thomas Ostermeyer, uh, who I think makes theatre inventive and, and really pushes the form. And I was just excited to get back on the stage, man. It's cool, you know. It's uh, it's, it's a challenge. To. There's some paint fights in it. There's right. some music. You know, and I um I think it'll be an exciting night out. I really do. Okay, so but you pick this one. I mean, you don't yeah. ha- you don't have to do this. I know, we know. We let's not go go into it. But yeah, I yeah. know you don't have to do this. You're doing it because you want to do this. Yeah, yeah. And so and that's great for because the, for all the like the love and the kind of challenge of it. Yeah, and therefore you can pick the thing that you want to do for all the right reasons: most challenging, most interesting, most engaging, most profound, most useful to people who come and see. It. I presume all those ingredients are in there. Absolutely, yeah. And I really hope that we get a young audience in there too because I think it will kind of speak to young people. Okay, so way. what's going to happen? Enemy of the pe- is, is, you know- it's an enemy of the people. It, it's, it's, um, it's about a man who sort of goes on a quest to kind of uncover the truth in a community about uh, the, the, the fact that the water's being poisoned and in doing so sort of falls into his own moral vacuum and goes a bit mad himself. But, but as I said, it's all kind of done through this brilliant lens of this amazing avant-garde, cool German guy called Thomas Ostermeyer who I've just wanted to work with forever right and, and so he's, the, he's he's the real deal he's like the jose Mourinho. you know he's a maverick he's a maverick of theater and i think if you come it will be an exciting and enthralling so I, night out what a sell what well, a sell. yeah yeah but I, I really really believe in it you know i, I, I really think it could be it. cool you oh, must come chris please 100 percent, million percent i am definitely 100 percent coming i would love and that so do you Bring get a chance to go off does it, can, does it all go, go off? off stage and have a wee, yeah. No, no, yeah, but no, yeah. no, no, no. Go, oh, does it go oh, off? Me. I don't care about what you did in the wings. Oh, right. I don't care about what you do on the, on, in front of the audience. Yes, yes, yes. Because he, he, he sort is of it very visceral? Yes, very visceral. And there's this wonderful moment in Act 3, basically, where the audience are sort of invited to be part of the production. Oh, my God. In a very general way. Is it really way. punk? Yeah, yeah, it's punk rock and roll theatre. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. Come on, come on, man! You know, and it could um, so it could be different every single night, which is what you want. It will, uh, yeah. I think by sort of definition, be completely different every. Will you be exhausted at the end of it? Is it one of those ones? I think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But 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 what's really 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 exciting about it is that the audience can sort of be in it, and they can become part of the show, which I think. Is you know is is a new thing for the West End. And so, when do you start revving up to it then? So we start rehearsals in January. We've we've got ages. So I think the tickets went on sale today. Thank you, Vass. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, people can come and see it uh, from February the sixth till April the eighth or something like that. And any of the people? I mean, yeah. you are busy. You got House of Dragons next year yeah, again. Yeah, we finished that in three weeks, so that's been like eight months. Right, and then it's back so afterwards, isn't today. it? So it'll be back after the yeah, the yeah, April thing. Yeah, so, so that's then, why this is a limited run. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So this, and then we start Good for that you, again. Man. 
Well, thank you, Chris. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited. You know, you've I'm got all... to work, isn't you, man? Like you've got to keep your, you know, you've got to keep the wall from the door, and it's just, it's, it's good to be busy. It's good to get up early. That's what we were saying earlier, isn't it? It's good to get up. I think between five and six a.m. Yeah, we talked about done, your man. your mate Paul Smith. Paul Smith, um, the great Paul Smith, who pick... gets up at five a.m. and goes for a swim every day. He's the best. He's oh, also one of the tallest men you'll man. ever meet. You know, we we were talking about really successful tall men, weren't we? So there's Richard Osman, there's Paul Smith. There's um, Tallman, 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 Tallman. Yeah, Tallman. Why? What's it? As in, as in what? What's that? Tallman. Oh, Tallman. Tallman. Oh, I, I, oh, sorry, I don't have the enunciation. I didn't require it. Oh, Tallman. Tallman. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, yes. Paul, Paul is lean and tall. So yeah, we were talking about Tallman, weren't we? Successful yeah, Tallman. And yeah. they should all get together. Do they secretly get together in a really tall, a Georgian coach. kind of ceiling room? I would have thought so. I would like to see that. Yeah. But they, who were the other ones? We made a list of them. Do you remember? Um, yeah, Louis Theroux. Peter Crouch. Greg Davies. Crouchy lies about his, his height, Wes doesn't Anderson. he? Yeah. Crouchy lies about his height. He said he's two, he said he's two inches. He says he's two inches short than he is. What is he? Six seven. Six nine. He, he says, says he's six, six seven. seven. He's never six nine. <laughs> he is. He is. He's Tyson Fury's height. He's six nine. Yeah. Richard Osman's brother, who's in Muse, a bass player. I could do with some help here, guys, yeah, just so you yeah, know. Yeah. Greg Davies. Greg Davies. Suede. Suede. He's not that tall, is he? No, Richard doesn't Suede. Is that why you were like, I'm not sure he's in <laughs> not Paul Smith. Now, you, you're working with Paul Smith because you're advertising his clothes. I know yeah. this because I cross many bridges most mornings and you're usually on one side or the other, if not both of them. Oh, God, sorry. Yeah, no, arrested I, by my Matt, because I, I, I know you and I love you, It's a. It, there's no you, nicer way to be... You know, beckoned across one, you know, one side of the Thames to well, the other than that's, you. That's very kind. I take that as a compliment. But yeah. you know him now. Yes, I mean that was the reason I sort of did it was 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 him because I just thought you know because actually he's one of the few people now. I, I think there's him. There's Mr Armani, who they call Mr Armani, Versace, and maybe Valentino. He's gone. Who 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 are still in charge of their own brand? You know F- what I mean? Yeah, founder. Yeah, founder and head. Yeah. And, and he's just Founders. you know he's got a brilliant energy. It's like meeting Willy Wonka. He's fantastic, you know. So really you know is. his history, Paul's. Yeah, yeah. Well, he grew up in Nottingham. Yeah, I know that. And my dad, funnily, used to. Anyway, there's a weird long story about that, which I won't tell you now. But um, yeah, he uh, he grew up in Nottingham, and why? What's he was cyclist, history? wasn't he? Yes, of he was course. going to be a professional cyclist, then he had an accident. Yeah, yeah, and he had yeah. a really, really, really bad accident. Yeah, yeah, and then he that that's how he became a fashion designer. Otherwise, because he he was a really good cyclist, he would have represented. I think so, yeah, yeah. He's got lots of bikes in his office, actually. That's that, why that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, lots of there's like you know kind of saddles everywhere. Yeah, he's a, he's a dude and a half. Oh right? man, he is. Yeah, he's good as great it goes. energy and he's really inventive. And um, yeah, it was a real, real sort of pleasure Did to, you get to work with him. I've got you know a few bits here. <laughs> Do you and feel there. compelled? Do you feel like you know to to because <laughs> I thought that's a very Paul Smith looking jacket you got, it on, is, but it's, it's not yeah. Paul Smith. No, this is actually from Richard James. Also great. Very smart, yeah. <laughs> These are all the places I used to go to uh, when I was on the telly. They used to, you know, not beg, but beckon you to their door. Not anymore. Yeah, Richard James. Paul's, they were my two go-tos. And there's a guy in Brighton. Tom Sweeney's really nice. Tom Thank Sweeney. you very much. Wow. You come bearing gifts. All good. I all appreciate good. that. Are you, have you struck the big 4-0 yet? Oh, mate, don't. Yeah, I'm 41 in 41. a couple of weeks. Can you believe little Matt Smith is 41? I'm cracking on, mate. <laughs> I need to get on with it. How, um, I need to get on with life. The last time we saw each other, was uh, we went for lunch, and then you... Were... Love that. Thank you so much. You went straight from lunch to Glastonbury. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, do I. Just about. And then Just I went straight... the mic a bit. I went, yeah, and then I went straight from Glastonbury to work. <laughs> Uh, on a Monday, right, and I was up this. I was on like a sort of twenty-foot plinth in the middle of a field in Wales, right, on a dragon in in like sideways rain, going, oh man, that was a brutal couple of days. <laughs> By the way, what most people, you know, when they, because our lunch was quite. That was um, we didn't hold back, didn't we? Oh, it was great. Yeah, um, Hugh was there. Just some you, yeah, really lovely raised people. Raised loads of money and all that stuff. Frosty yeah. Coffee Man sorted it all out. Brilliant. Um, and then you had to leave early, which wasn't early, it was late, but just earlier than the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. To get on a train, I think, yeah. or to go to Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. wow. And then most people, you know, come back down to earth Monday, Tuesday. You end up on the back of a dragon in Wales. Yeah. twenty Like 20 foot in the air, <laughs> which, let me tell you, 
<laughs> presented its own problems. Did it? I mean, did, did your weekend surreal help you in inhabit the parts? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. No, you know, I mean, look, I I got enough kip on the Sunday night. I dipped off after Elton, sort of. Yeah, how was Elton? Good, great. Yeah, was he what you was he what you wanted him to be? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I thought the Manics were just amazing and yeah. left field were absolutely brilliant. But yeah, Elton's always what you want him to be. Yeah. Great show, great. Are the scale. highlights of Glastonbury? Great tunes. Uh, left field, the Manics, the uh, the Pretenders were brilliant. Yeah, um, and it's just great, isn't it, Glastonbury? You know, mooch around. I've never done the weekend I've been. Pipes. I've worked there. Really? I've, Why? Uh, I don't know, really. I've d I j just don't know. I mean, I, I suppose um, since it came on the radar, because we were doing our own thing in the 90s anyway. You know, we didn't need Glastonbury oh, no, with the yeah. greatest respect. Of course. And then um, sort of in the noughties, I started to work there mm. for the BBC the um, Beeb, yeah. on the telly and stuff. So that's different because you can't really do the Glastonbury do because no. you've got to be a bit responsible. Focused, yeah. And then after that, we just had loads of children, so... Yeah, can't really go. How are they? They're great, thanks. Nice living down by the water still. Yeah, twins had a birthday on Tuesday. Oh, um, they had splendid. a birthday on Saturday, and they've got another birthday this weekend apparently. Because that's how that's yeah. how birthday the, week. That's the way to roll, isn't it? That's how the twins roll. Straight up, man. Yeah, hundred percent. House of the Dragon. Yeah. Generally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, how has it been received? We raved about it. Well, How's it gone me. down? It's a global show. It is a global show. Yeah, it's look. We've got a wonderful cast, um, and it's nice to be of. In, in, you know, kind of something that has such sort of scale and reach is great. Although it takes me an, an hour and a half to put the wig on every day and I loathe it. I mean, I can't really sit still at the best of times. <laughs> and honestly, sometimes I sit there and I have to listen to like rain on leaves to get through it. Right. Um, rain or leaves? Rain, rain on leaves. On just, leaves. just like it raining oh on the leaves. Gosh, or, can you imagine? I listen to a lot of talk sport as well. Yes! And, come and on. Virgin Radio, of course. No, and don't Virgin worry, Radio, it's of okay. course. Listen, we're all part. Have you heard about Jeff Stelling? Yes, he's coming in uh, November, I believe. Yeah, he's coming. Well, he's hot. He's hot in December. Uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Brazil, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's back then. Yeah. Um, With Raimondo. Have you? Have you Big been? Big Ray party. Parlor. Are you going on there today? No, but I'd love to. You can jump on if you want. What on Talksport? No, no not not with Come. Simon and uh, Jim. No, no. No, be... you go on now. Alan's on now. Alan's on now. Fancy it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Why not? Well, I've had a lovely morning with you, Chris. This, this can't possibly be top, mate. Right, what else is maybe, going maybe, maybe one day though. What else Sorry. is going down that you can talk about? Come on, do you want to talk about? And what about uh, what about like the dog? What about the Thai curry? What about what are you reading? Dog. What are you what are you reading? Are well, you meditating? Give us some. Give us a hack or two. Oh, Come on. Oh God, what am I reading? What have you discovered in this meditating? profound life of yours that can help others live theirs? Well, I need another hobby that isn't drinking Guinness. To be honest with you, I think <laughs> I think I think I you know I'm trying to learn the piano. I might learn Portuguese. Now this is good. Let's go there. Portuguese, yeah. This is great. Okay, I wanted to talk about languages. I wrote it down. It was going to be. This was the show we were going to do until the. You know, you bring a show... The thing is, Matt, yeah. do you ever get a radio show, right? <laughs> on, bring a show with you, and as long as you've got one with you, yeah. you'll get one that you didn't bring in to do. If you don't bring one in with you, you don't get either of those shows. But you planned bring... the show the day before? Of course. Yeah. Months before. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really, really? Yeah, before we were born. What, so, so you know what you're doing for the rest of the week each day? Of course. Dependent on Can't if the news changes or who comes in. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was very professional, certainly. But I was going to talk about languages today because two friends of mine, yeah. now three, are learning a language. And I thought, oh, I might do that. So one is learning Italian. Right. Um, because his partner is Italian. Um, makes sense. Uh, and, yes, that makes sense. Another one of my friends is learning Spanish because she was going to go to... Oxford once a week to do this sort of uh, uh, grown-up adult course in history, but it was all too expensive in the end. So she's going to learn. She's learning Spanish, and then she's going to go to. She's a runner, and she's going to go to South America to run half marathons and marathons because now she's learned Spanish. So that's why she's not learning Spanish because she was going there. She's going there because she's learning because she, she's learning Spanish. Exactly. And another friend of mine is also learning Italian because he does retreats in Italy, and also there's these new things, new ways you can learn. Why Portuguese? Why not, by the way? But why? Well, because when I was at university, my the 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 sort of I mean, I kind of struggled at university. Really, it wasn't my natural habitat. But I met these three amazing Brazilian guys. Right. Kept going to Brazil. Fell in love with Brazil. Met a Brazilian girl. I was with her for sort of three years, and just fell in love with it as a place. And then I thought, well, actually, at my tender age of forty years, it it would be good to challenge my brain, which isn't like doing 
the Times crossword, which I'm terrible at, just in a different way. So I thought, well, maybe if I try and learn a language, and actually, weirdly, doing a language at work in the show, High Valerian, which you have to learn, I sort of thought, oh, I could do this, because I, I can do it by ear. It turns out that Portuguese is really difficult, actually, because there's the, like a table's a girl, for instance. There's the masculine and the feminine yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I just thought, you know, I've got to do something with my time when I'm not, when I'm not working. So I thought, well, I'm going to buy a nice piano, a Beckstein, upstanding, and I might learn Portuguese. Baby Beckstein or baby? Baby, baby, baby. Baby, yeah. baby Grand's the best. So no, po- no, not baby Grand. Just baby, so I can... Oh, right, okay. Upright one against the wall. The, um, the Portuguese, because I have lots of links to Portugal. I have a place in Portugal. I was married in Portugal. Oh, do you? Yeah. Like, it's a beautiful language, but I, I prefer like, the... Brazilian sort of dialect. Yeah, what's interesting about Portuguese is because it's not a romantic language, i.e., of you know one of the countries surrounding yes. Italy, which is Rome, romantic, the sort blah, of blah blah blah, Latiny ones. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't pick it up. So my, my, one of my best friends in the world is Portuguese, Paulo, yeah. Paulo D'Agua. And great I, name, yeah, Paulo D'Agua. And I've I've known Paulo for twenty three years. He was my best man at my wedding. We had our do at his restaurant. You know, my place is around the corner from where he lives on the beach. It's still there. All this. So I really know Portugal. Yeah. I don't understand. I haven't picked up a single word of Portuguese really? from being with him. And he speaks on the phone because he's taking bookings all the time for his restaurant. Well, I can teach you a really good one. No, I, I can no, I can speak a bit of Portuguese. But oh, what, really? But what, all I'm saying, I'm trying to, not very well, trying to get the point. You can't guess it. It doesn't no. sound like anything. No, it sounds no, a bit no. Russian. Yeah, well, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, and it's sort of, it's really, there's a beautiful sort of lyricism to it though as well. Yeah, no fashion No what? No fashion no fashwal was no fashmal. <laughs> no fashmal is the what is the go-to phrase. No fashmal, no really. Yeah. Meaning what? Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. No fashmal. Oh, no fashmal. Okay, no fashmal. No My favourite word is one, and there isn't actually an English translation for it. Mm-hmm. It's just it sort of communicates a feeling. This is a, a, like a nice one to say to your wife. Saudage, and it means it sort of means I'll miss you forever, or or like a long few, or it just means missing. But there's no actual translation for the word. And what is like good riddance? Saudage. I, well, I mean, I can't sort of say it on air because they said don't swear, but I swear really well in Portuguese. It's the one thing. I, in fact, oh my god, I've got to tell you this. So I was in Ibiza. Yeah, I was in Ibiza. I was in Ibiza. Yeah, with the lads in Ibiza. No, with my mate in Ibiza, and I only bump into the real Ronaldo, the real Ronaldo, R nine. And I thought, oh man, you know. Anyway, I was like, I can't go and say hello. Mate's like, go and say hello. We went, we did this. We just pointed at him and went, yeah, what's up, mate? Anyway, we walked away and his mate popped over, right? Gives a little tap on the shoulder and goes, do you want to meet Ronaldo? We're like, yes, we do. Over we go. And so I just dropped my Portuguese, which is basically swearing. Right. Um, And then I said, there's one word I said when I was like, Tamo junto, which means we are together. He was like, tamo junto, Matt, tamo junto. Nice. Oh, mate. Did you like that? Well, I mean, he looked like he liked... I mean, he's he's a hero of mine, Chris. He's not from Portugal. No, he's from Brazil. Of course he is. He's Brazilian, but, you know, he's kind of Brazilian-Portuguese. So, yeah, anyway, that was that was my, do that they was my speak last foray. Portuguese in Brazil? Or yes. do they speak Brazilian in Portuguese? They in speak Portugal? Portuguese in Portuguese Brazil. Because Portuguese is older as a nation than Brazil. Yeah, but they speak Brazilian-Portuguese. It's like Argentinian sort of Spanish, I think, sounds way nicer. It's way more beautiful. Great. And are you doing this... Because Duolingo... Yeah, it's like these ten-minute courses, and apparently they've yeah. they've they, they've been created by 180 of the greatest um, linguists in the world. Yeah, yeah, to and be it's like a game. It's accessible. like a game. Yeah, is yeah. Is that yeah. Are you doing Duolingo? No, I was going to do uh, Rosetta Stone just so right. I can just sort of put it in. Ears. But I might I might try this Duolingo. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to download it. it. Yeah. See you at Portuguese class on, we a, on a Wednesday. Yeah. Why not Portuguese? Because <laughs> it's cool. Portuguese is cool, man. Yeah, it's quite hard though. But yeah, it's cool and it sounds beautiful. Isn't it funny? Because I have an Italian friend who, because he's Italian, can understand Portuguese. Mm. I have a French friend mm. who doesn't, can't, has no idea what the Portuguese is saying, but of course can almost speak fluent Italian without having any lessons. Isn't it strange that you miss one link, you miss it all? I mean, which one would you choose to learn? Which one would you learn? He can speak Russian. He's very good. No. Yeah, I love, I love, I love languages. Can speak fluent Russian. Get off. Went to Russia for a year. Listen to this even better. Went to Russia for a year as part of a travelling theatrical group. Get off. I was, I mean, a very bad actor, but um, I I just, like, when I got to Russia, the very tall woman, like she was like six foot five, she said to me, what are you going to do after university? So you're meant to just spend a year... uh, 
just sort of living and studying there. And I and two words because I didn't speak much Russian. Two words came into my brain, which was vrach, doctor, or aktor, actor. And I thought, well, actors are a bit more likely. So I just I aktor, I bought it aktor. I want to be an actor. And she goes, oh, my brother-in-law is putting on a play. It's it's <laughs> it's the Cherry Orchard Vishnyovi Sad. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you. And then it was quite good publicity for them to have a like an English student in there. And it's done. It's not like you know. It's not like an enemy of the people, which is doing a run at the Duke of York Theatre. You'd be like there for a night, and then a couple of nights off, and then there for a night, just wherever you'd have. Like being a sort of travelling. Yeah. So a lot of wow. the actors actually are in two or three plays at the same time. Wow. And so I just, I just, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come along. In Russian. In, in Russian. Russian. Yeah. So I was, I was the strong. Yeah. Do you know Very the cherry strong. orchard? I was Trofimov. I, I was, I was a Absolutely. student. I was the eternal student, Trofimov. I was terrible. I overacted dramatically. Well, but, we're all guilty you know, of that, was, love. It was such. <laughs> Love. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact you just said that. Right, uh, Matt, that's it. We're done. Oh, mate, thank you so Was much for right? having me on. It's great to see you, brother. You always come here. You're always so nice. You're always a nice guy. You're such a nice guy. You're such a nice guy. Right back at you, mate. And enemy of the people, London's Duke of York. Sounds like it's going to be a blast. It sounds like it's going to be a riot. It's going to be it punk. Is. It's a, what's great about it is this 141-year-old play that's still punk. Yeah, yeah. Which, which Come on! Under a new sort of modern that's what lens. What you want, isn't it? It's going to be a ride, man. Enemy of the people, London's Duke of York Theatre booking now. It's been booking for. 32 minutes. Any ideas? Sold out yet or not? Could well be. Anywithepeople.co.uk. Um, <laughs> it starts in Feb. Uh, previews just before that and it runs till April. And Matt Smith is a great bloke and you just heard him on the radio. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Chris. You're the best. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, what have we built now intro-wise, Vassos? She's the Michelin-starred, TV-starred super chef who's broken all podcast records. <laughs> true. The brilliant dish has spent more weeks at number one than even she's made hot dinners, and now it's back for series four. So please welcome the chef who puts the angel and the heart into Angela Hartnett. <laughs> hey, Angela. Good morning, all. Good morning. Congratulations on the podcast still. It's getting better and better. It was brilliant anyway um oh. just amazing so for people who don't know it's you and it's grimmy it's sponsored by waitrose uh the studio is around the corner i've been there i loved it anyway i'm I've, having been on it i love it even more your team yeah. are amazing they're brilliant the atmosphere is really special you go in there and it just brings out the best in everyone oh it's like a ted lasso podcast she, isn't that's it? what it, it feels is. like so i'm yeah. listening to um I'm listening to The White Horse, Jack's oh, yeah, mum brilliant. and dad. Yeah. Hilarious. I mean, <laughs> careful where you listen to this episode. It's too funny. It's too funny. It's all too funny. Grimmy was has some really great questions. He was brilliant. You know, you're you're amazing. They were funny. Their stories are funny, but they weren't like you know, quirkily archetype arch funny. They no. were just it was just funny, man. They are just naturally funny. Oh. The way they interact together, and she. You know, picks on him and moans about him, yeah, and, and he just looks they, at her with but disdain. Also you, get, <laughs> you get so much in, in like, because yeah. it's quick, and you get, mm. you know, first of all, they're not on for the first five minutes. You and Grimmy have a settle, yeah. then they come on, and then they talk a bit about food, and they talk about a bit what they're doing, and then you cut them a and all this happens. You get, how is all this? How are you getting all this stuff out? It takes us three and a half hours every day, you know. And I know it's brilliantly edited and all this yeah, kind of stuff, yeah, of course. But you know, with the with the Jack's mum and dad, you get. You got how they met, their yeah. first date, why he, what he can cook, um, scrambled egg, and how he cooks it. And you know, he says, "Well, the most ing important ingredient is eggs." And you go, yeah, well, I think we know that. 
You know, <laughs> you know, it's funny, wasn't it? He was brilliant. And by the way, his recipe for scrambled egg is really good. I really liked it. Slow and low. Exactly, and he doesn't whisk it. That no. was the key. If it said whisk, Folding I would have kicked him out of the studio. Wooden spoon, I would yeah, say myself. But anyway, let's very good. So I listened to the Whitehalls, um, and then I listened to Tim Minchin, different yeah. again, brilliant yeah. again, big fan of food, loves his wine. And then I listened to Gordon Ramsay. Big G, I know. Yeah, and I was like... I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure. I'm going to like this one. Oh, what no, was that? Well, no, because I love Gordon. Yeah. I love you. I love Dish. I just thought this might be. This might be the one that doesn't give me the dip. Give give me my dishness. Right. Yeah. Your but dish of course, pleasure. Of course. <laughs> even Ramsey can't resist being bewitched and spellbound. You know, and the, the alchemy of Dish and it. Uh, it was a different Gordon. Yeah, he was it, great. It was great. He was fantastic. Honestly, yeah. I, if I had to pick one, one of the new ones, mm. I'd go for it. Ramsey would have been. I listened to them all. You know, I listen yeah, to them I know, all. I know. You but are our biggest fan. On, on, you. A, on, you know, if I was slipping down the list, I'd say, I'll, I'll, and, I'll, and then when I've run out of list of Gordons, mm. I would say. It's the it's the best one I've heard. Yeah, I think he, he was on history. fire. He was on fire. He was funny. He was, you know, and also, you know, we all know, you know, because Gordon had to, he became something that he wasn't, which yeah. was a massive superstar. Yeah, you know, and he then he had to be that Gordon Ramsay. What we get on your podcast is the real Gordon yeah. Ramsay, and it's like this is the guy. They say uh, bad teachers complain, good teachers. Um, educate and great teachers inspire. Yeah, and I, 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 I got the great Gordon. Yeah, definitely. I know people always. I think everyone was really nervous he was in because it was like Gordon, this well, you know massive. And the bosses star. were there. The bosses were there. Waitress and you, no one's ever you know because Gordon could have come in and just you know but people think is Gordon, yeah. but it's not him. And I've known him for so long. I knew he came in, he gave this massive hug. It happened to be my birthday that same day, and he was just and he was brilliant and he knew exactly all the stuff we wanted him to talk. about about he just was honest he loved taking the piss out of nick a bit he took the mick out of me he was brilliant and he loved the food and you know he's just he's just an all right proper great guy gordon you and know. of course you talked about the beginning of your culinary the journey him, of which was in his kitchen i know and he's got this book and i was very touched he's written about it in his new book and i think nick was just um so excited and just could not believe what we were talking about how we used to work the hours we used to do what time i'd start in the morning and all this and he just, but he was fascinated by it you so know was it was I. just yeah it was so was thing. i honestly i was i'm same as nick yeah. nick again asked some great questions because it, it turned into an interview you and gordon being yeah. interviewed by nick and yeah. nick has some brilliant questions yeah, i yeah, mean really yeah. really good you yeah. know like as good as an interview you can get um and it became this dual interview. And this there's the love between you and Gordon. Aww. And also the respect. Yeah, yeah. There was so much respect there. You know, and the story that well, he told lots of stories and you 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 complimented those stories. Um, about when you started working there, you were the only girl in the kitchen. Yeah. It was Gordon's restaurant. Right, you are the 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 uber underling, if I can mix my <laughs> get all oxymoronic. Yeah. And Marcus Waring was the head chef. He's like, what was this kitchen like? And oh, there were God. four others that we don't even mention. Yeah, in yeah, there. yeah. What was it like? Well, it was. I mean, it was huge, uh, long, long hours. You know, we did start at seven in the morning. We did finish at midnight. You did that six days, five days a week, and then on the sixth day, you started at midday. So that was like you're lying. But you didn't finish till. But you didn't finish till midnight again. Two o'clock. Yeah, really? exactly. Sometimes, two. Yeah, and then it was. That's why I always laughed. That's what I was laughing about because Gordon would come in on the Monday. She had Sunday off, and if he was in a good mood, he'd come over to the pastry section and talk to me and Damien. And then we thought, okay, the week's going to start. Okay, if he, if he didn't come near us and just went morning, we thought, oh, here we're screwed now. This is going to be a bad week. But he always come over and go, great weekend, Angela. Good, and I'll be going. What weekend? We had Sunday off. I've barely seen daylight, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you learnt so much. And what I think people like you just said and Nick said, no one's everyone sees the Gordon that was shouting and screaming and all the rest of it. What no one ever saw was that after service when you had a rough one and things went wrong and you did things wrong, he would always pull you in and sit you down and go, Right, what happened? This is what you need to do. This is how and that's where you used to talk about mentoring and coaching and all the rest of it. And he'd he'd show you again, he'd show you again. You know, and no one ever sees that or hears yeah. about that. And that's where Gordon 
was brilliant. You know, he mentored you, he taught you, he'd explain everything, and he was a great teacher. So we know about you, we know about Marcus. Yeah. Who else was there who's gone on to other things that we may have heard so, of or may not have heard of? Yeah, so you've got Freddie Foster, who's a great chef. He's in, in and around London. He's done lots. He used to work for the Rue Brothers, and he now runs um, various restaurants outside. Damien went on to do amazing chocolates. He's out in um, Spain. Then, obviously, Claire worked for him, who Claire Smith is yeah, now. Yeah. You know, she's got um, three stars. So, you know, Mark Sargent's just about to open again. In, yeah, so there's loads of different people. That, and everyone's gone on to different things. Not everyone's done restaurants, Jason Atherton, and not everyone was at the aubergine, but we're all products of it. And the one thing I say about people, again, you know, you talk about chefs that have influenced the UK, and Gordon's there with the top three or five. You know, Fergus Henderson's another one, Mark Marco. Hicks. Marco because, Pierre. Yeah, Marco yeah. Pierre White. Because, you know, if you go into a kitchen, you see it sounds ridiculous and a bit sort of anal how you line your fish. How Gordon taught us is how I've taught people and how they've taught people. And yeah. it, it sounds a silly thing, but there's a procedure and it's a proper way of doing stuff. And when you were there, yeah. when you were in the cavern like yeah. the Beatles were, the cavern of, you know, the Connery world, yeah. did, did you have plans? Did you all have plans? Because when we worked for Bob Geldof and yeah. Waheed Ali on The Big Breakfast, yeah. it's not dissimilar. If you look back at Char and Charlie Parsons, yeah. who was the TV guru, mm. you know, a lot of us who worked on that show have gone on to do whatever, you know, in inverted commas, bigger things. Yeah. You know, from runners on the show, uh, who, who, you know, there was one guy who was a non-paid runner on the show who became the commissioning editor of Channel 4. You know, <laughs> and, and why wouldn't he? You know, that's because, brilliant. But, but, yeah. and, and so many people doing so many great things, running basically the whole of uh, light entertainment on ITV, BBC and Channel 4 for about yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure they had those plans. But the the pedigree was instilled in you so much. You sort of had to just go and share it with yeah. the world. Was it like that? I think that's the thing. And I think Gordon gave you that ambition and that confidence. You know, I never went there going thinking I was going to end up running four or five restaurants yeah. or writing books or going on TV or sitting here with Chris Evans on the radio. You know, you didn't. But Gordon's made that. And with Pat Llewellyn, who was the great TV producer and Optimum TV, she started when she discovered Jamie, Two Fat yeah. Olivers. Two Fat Olivers, that's. Long one, isn't it? Jamie, no offense. no offense. She didn't mean Jamie. That. Two fat ladies, Jamie Oliver. And Not even one fat yeah. Oliver. <laughs> it's going to get me in lots of trouble. And put Gordon, you know, she did the F word, she did Kitchen Nightmares, yeah. you know. She made TV acceptable, putting chefs everywhere. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, and Gordon's brought that to everyone. And as he said, he goes, he said it the other day, and that's what Nick referred to the other day. He goes, it's brilliant. He goes, the, the yes, he's got an ego, Gordon, but he said, I'm not so egotistical. I'm not going to let people run the kitchen. It's not all about me. Yeah, yeah. Let people, let them do it. Let them promote. So he's so, brilliant. So um, now, you um, you know, in many ways, you are not dissimilar to what Gordon was then because you have these restaurants. Murano yeah. celebrating 15 I years. I know. Little party the other night, which yeah, is wonderful. I hear it was like more <laughs> it was it was the uh, I mean Mark Wogan texted me this one and said you've got to ask about Tuesday you've got to ask about Tuesday what's well, so tell us about Tuesday so Mariah's 15 years old now uh, which in these times you know it's, it's a mega. great thing to do it's any business, fantastic any exactly. business that lasts more than 10 years yeah I agree in yeah. any field yeah and it was one of you know you never I'm not uh, you always get nervous about things, but for once I sat down and I ate and hosted it, but we had great people out here. Mark came, you know, Ewan was there, Nick was there, Misha, you know, this lovely Annie came. So we had a great audience, but I was just saying Delia came, who we all love. Oh, my gosh. And everyone in the room was more about Delia than anywhere. You know, there was Rick, there was me, there was that, and they were like, where's Delia? Where's Delia? Can we have a photo? Everyone loved Delia. And she loved being there, and it was a great... And it was one of those parties that... Everyone knew everyone in a way, so there was a lot of table hopping, a lot of everyone just m moving around, talking. It was brilliant, and it was great. After a night like that, yeah. what did you think when your head hit the pillow? Oh, God. Well, one, I had, uh, you know, I, my head just went on the pillow, and that was it. I was out cold. Okay. And then it took me a day to recover. Because but what I about the reflection of it? Oh, the reflection of it was that it was, I had a wonderful, warm feeling all day yesterday, and a very proud feeling of the team, and the fact that lovely, you know, emails and texts and phone calls coming in yesterday from people. And just to pass that, because it is about the team. It's not about me. It's about all of them there, and they yeah. were all brilliant. So that's what's wonderful. Um, Gordon alluded to the fact that, you know, he was he, he knew he was a great chef, but he wasn't necessarily a great boss. Mm. Um, 
not in as much as he was a brilliant boss in yeah. one way, uh, but you know his man people management uh, people management uh, left a little to be desired. He, <laughs> he sort of learnt. What what have you learned that you can pass? Because like, you talk about the team there, you put the team first in a conversation like this. So therefore, mm. that must be the case because it wouldn't occur to you to do that. You don't have to think about that. That's something that you're, that's that's in you. That's your true nature. What what can you share with other people who might be? thinking about setting up a business? I think it's, you know, Luke has worked for me for, work, we've worked together for about 10 years now. He works with Limewood. And, you know, he did this chat and someone we were talking about it and we said, that it's not difficult. It's just look after people and treat them properly. You know, and it's always the silly little things that wind people up. People say, in, especially in the hospitality, so it's the hours, too many hours, it's the pay. And actually, the hours aren't like that anymore. The pay is very good. But it's the silly little things that if they're not paid on time yeah. or when they ask for a day off, you don't acknowledge it within 24 hours. Those are the things that wind people up. Yeah. Just look after them. You know, don't. You know, don't palm people off. And I think so many people in hospitality, because you're busy and you're frenetic and all the rest, you go, I'll deal with that later. Deal with it now, because then it just shows you care, you know, and giving people that time of 10, 15 minutes to go, what do you need from me? And I think that's the true difference. And show people. And people people do want to be taught and they want to be looked after. And I think that's the key. And if you can do those things, you've got a great team. You know, I can can absolutely concur with that. Yeah. We've been doing some business in the summer. Um, yeah. um, we, we've just made a point of just paying people as soon as we get the email. Yeah. And the gratification yeah. that's come back to us. Yeah, by the way, that's what should happen. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, it used to happen because it was cash and yeah. you, you do something and you say, well, I need pay now. Yeah. So the, but the problem with the digital system or, what, you know, transfer bank transfers or, or whatever it may be, you know, it's an excuse not to. And and therefore people for one reason or another hold on to money for 24 hours or 36 mm. hours if you pay people straight, straight away they will they will want to deal with you forever exactly because yeah. you are in the top you're in the top 1% of the yeah, they go yeah, yeah. oh my god they they paid when did they pay us the second we sent the invoice yeah like, yeah yeah really <laughs> Just, just do that. Just if, look if you after. can. If yeah. you can. Of course, yeah. If you and, can. and I think the other thing, what we learned through COVID, and even the other day, it's, it's a horrible thing, but another company just went under in hospitality, and that's from COVID. Yeah. And a friend of mine's the wine merchant. He said, that's it, we've lost £15,000. And I was like, and he goes, yeah, because for, they just haven't got back on their feet. Yeah. And it's that, and it's being able to, you know, we did that thing after COVID. We called all our suppliers when it happened. We said, I said, I'm not paying you. You're a big company. You can wait for your money but as soon as we open a month after we open I will pay everything and I did you know because if you're going to say you've got to stick to your word and now I know those suppliers have got my back forever if anything ever happens you know and that's what you've got to do I mean whatever it cost you which is what you owed them anyway you would have paid double to buy that loyalty back of course and the trust there now it's there forever that's what you want it's the best isn't it it's like you trust me it's it's the same thing oh I love you Chris but it's the same thing (laughs) yeah it is it's the same Thing. No, you know, exactly. we're all here for the right reasons. Hopefully, yeah. you know. Anyway, very good. Um, Waitrose uh, Dish, the podcast. It is my favourite short form podcast in the world, and I listen to so many podcasts. <laughs> so you, they've given you season four. Yeah, they should sign you up for ten. I don't know why they don't. Maybe they will. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. Because it's you know it's been number one for ages. It's uh, getting better. We're in our rhythm now. We're in our groove, and Ange, each time. Excuse yeah. me. You know about cooking. I know about audio. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, you might think it's getting better. Yeah. No, no. It's not getting any better. You're just getting more used to it. Uh, it was brilliant when right, it began. Yeah. Honestly, show mm. one. It's changed. It's evolved. Yes, it's not, yeah, it's definitely. It's not getting better. It's just changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what, true. You do know. Nick does stuff and I'm like, what's that? He goes, yeah, no, of course he knows. Yeah, he knows. And I said, yeah, I said, true. Cooking, you do the broadcasting. Yeah. yeah and the, the chemistry, one. the fact that you were put together like a boy band and it just, you know, whoever cast you, who is responsible for that? I think it was, um, you know, something else who's, who do the production of it all, you know, and they, they, I think Nick had three or four people to choose and then we got on so well in the first sort of interview when we were on our, like, our date, as we say. Can you imagine if it was somebody yeah. else? That'd yeah. Devastating. <laughs> I mean, I still, know. Well, sometimes know. I sit on the loo thinking, oh, imagine if they'd have picked somebody else and I just get devastated for a bit. <laughs> and, it, and it didn't happen. I just feel reverse, needless devastation. Yeah. yeah. What if it wasn't Angela? But it was. I know, but what if it wasn't? <laughs> what I mean, if John and Paul hadn't met? I know. But they did. Even I think. know they did. But don't imagine even. if they hadn't. <laughs> we don't need to imagine them. I, love that I know, but just do for a minute. <laughs> imagine if the Big Bang hadn't occurred. But it did. 
no, that's not my point. I know point. he does. He's putting himself through it, isn't it? Everything's going well for him. Life's good. Kids are great. Tash cooks amazing food, but he's got to think of something. Memento mori. Memento mori. <laughs> yeah, um, indeed. Rachel. What is your favourite dish that you've cooked for Nick? Oh, that's a really good one, actually. Bloody. But it's your favourite. What's his favourite? Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, I've actually got to know because he's always really complimentary. And then I've noticed sometimes, if I know it's not quite the dish we would like, but well, I guess once or something, I can tell if he's not 100%. But he's generally loves everything and he loves all the salads. That's the thing he loves more because he likes to do this little health kick. Right. You know, and he'll always say to me, just give me a small portion. I give him a small portion, he eats the lot and goes, oh, I'll have a little bit more of that. But anything salady and spicy, he loves. So that's what I go for. I'm Grimshaw. He's yet to cook anything on that show. Well, I think he's made a cocktail. Has he ever had you around for dinner and cooked no, for you? Yeah, no, he's had me around for a cheese board. <laughs> shall we say you know he, had a, he has a Christmas party and it's just like literally like the size of this table here is full of cheese and that's about it that he keeps gorgeous. promising it's full of false promises Grimshaw you are false promises I loved awesome. I loved hearing about you and you know your early days yeah. with, with Gordon and actually funnily enough some of my 17 year old Matthew's friends are wanting to get into that sort oh, of wow. world yeah. and, and, and you know it's not it's not it's not difficult but it's also not easy do you have yeah. advice yeah, well, if they really want to come and do it, they should call someone like me or, you know, and come and do a week in a kitchen. Literally come and do a week. We'll pay you. We'll look after you and then see if you can do that. Because there's so many people that say to me, I love cooking at home. I love cooking. I'm a great chef. I want to own my own restaurant. I said, right, cooking at home for 10 people once a week is very different from running a restaurant seven days a week. So, you know, come in, see what it's like, really experience the monotony of chopping the same thing each day and making sure you're ready for service. You know, it is amazing. It is brilliant. But there's also, you know, like every job, there's a downside to it. So before before you worked for Gordon, yeah. what was what was your sort of, you know... Well, I worked in pubs. I worked in pubs first. Then I worked in like a little bistro place after I finished college and then sort of fell into this restaurant called Midsummer House and then got into doing more serious cooking. And then when I came to Gordon, that was probably the shock of my life, you know, because I, I went in there at eight o'clock in the morning thinking that was the day we'd start. And then the ne when I started the next day, that night, I started at eight that day. The next day, Monica said to me, you know, we start at seven, don't you? And I was like, what? And then I was like, what have I signed up to here? And I just had it because I was so naive. I didn't even ask the hours, didn't ask the pay. I just thought it's the most exciting kitchen there and I want to be part of and it. And it was. And it was. And I, I have no regrets ever. But, ha you know. Hannah Waddingham keeps threatening. You coming back, I hear. I Is it, so. Are we dealt? I think you are. I think we're having you on as Christmas special guests. I can't wait. I think you might, might even be around my house. Oh, my gosh. My gosh, Stop with it. the dogs, with the chaos, the oh rest of it. Gosh. It'd be brilliant. I haven't had a drink for 111 days. Well done. Um, but I might that day. But you're looking great on it, Chris. Thanks. You Thanks, look Chris. great and you feel good, yeah? I feel amazing. Yeah. It feels completely different. Yeah. I feel like... Um, like a transcended. I'm not yeah. getting too woo. I just feel so light. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's Everyone a, says that. Just but so yeah. much easier. Yeah. But that day I might have one. You, you might never have say one. never. But I, might, I might drink once a year at your house <laughs> with Hannah Waddingham <laughs> and Santa Claus. That's the date. That's the date. The date, baby! <laughs> Oh, thanks for coming to Carfest. Pleasure, pleasure. You're I loved so it. so great. People loved you at Carfest. It was such a good one. It was great. Weather held. We had fun. It was lovely. I'm staying over next year. I didn't stay over this time. Done. I'm staying Deal. over. Deal. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Rachel. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Vassos. Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you, Angela Hart. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Rachel. Dish thanks, is the podcast. It's as good as it gets. It's as good as anything in your ears can be. It's sponsored by Waitrose, as is Graham Norton's show. Um, listen to it. Otherwise, there's no point in you having ears. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.